0: Welcome to The Intuitive Customer, where we discuss how you can improve your customer experience and your bottom line by embracing behavioral economics. And now, here are your hosts, world-renowned thought leader on customer experience, Colin Shaw, and Professor Ryan Hamilton from Emory University. So, Ryan,
1: this week I was buying myself a Dyson Air Purifier, Mm -hmm. and I went on the website and I went through all the, the, the stuff as you do, you know, delivery... And then it got to paying and I tried to pay with my Amex card. And then I find out they don't take Amex. Um, and I, I won't bore you with the whole thing, but I got really frustrated with all this. And it made me think, and this sort of goes back a, a few years now, certainly for me, which is one of the topics that's really interested, always interested me is just a basic question of, what is an emotion what when we talk about emotion what are we actually talking about we we know that emotion is really important in a customer's experience but what is it and what's what's happening
2: yeah emotion is one of those uh, great terms that we run into a lot in psychology where everybody uses the word everybody on some level intuitively kind of knows what it means but when it comes time to define it and to stick up the boundaries and say, no, this is an emotion, this is not, and this is how we define them, it gets really complicated really fast. Um, so we'll do our best uh, in, in 20 or 30 minutes right now to define an emotion and, and give us some ways of, of grappling with it. But, you know, to your point, the reason you've been struggling with it for several years, um, you know, and, and developing approaches for understanding it for several years is because it's really complicated. So let's, let's handle the basics with the understanding that there will be much more to learn and possibly to talk about even on future episodes. Uh, maybe we can start by talking about the difference between an emotion and a mood. Yep. So um, we, we oftentimes will use these terms kind of interchangeably in our uh, everyday uh, language But from a scientific perspective, moods tend to be a little bit more general and uh, less uh, strong than emotions. So when we talk about mood, usually we're talking about just kind of valence, so just positive or negative. So I'm in a good mood or I'm in a bad mood. Emotions are more specific than that and tend to be more intensely felt. And so there are a lot of specific emotions that have been studied, anger, disgust, sadness, um, fear, shame, guilt. Those are emotions, whereas mood tends to be more kind of just positive or, or negative. And
1: again, you, you know more about this than I. But isn't mood also, I've read that mood is to do with length of the emotion, if you like, maybe I'm using the wrong words, but I can be in a mood and, and that therefore feeling that for a longer period of time.
2: To the extent that they're more general and less intense, I would expect that they kind of ebb and flow more slowly than do yeah. emotions, right? So emotions are kind of more sharp peaks um, and tend to be Harder to sustain over a long period. Whereas you can be in a bad yeah. mood for a long time. Um, uh, whereas it might be hard to, to maintain intense anger for a long, the same period of time. So I, I think that's right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and, and the other thing I I learned back in the day was, and I think it's because it comes out, emotion comes out of the Latin. And the, the key part of the word emotion is motion. In other words, it, you know, for me, it's sort of, forcing you to do something not necessarily forcing maybe forcing is the wrong word to use but um it's to do with motion it's you know something Mm. happens you feel something therefore you do something
2: does that make sense oh that's interesting i hadn't heard that um so therefore emotion would be like electronic motion right from the (laughs) latin um, so or it's like
1: had, it would be i i motion it, it, yeah
2: well you, you're gonna have to pay royalties on that because apple's already got it trademarked but yeah so emotion from the latin for motion experienced on an electronic device i think is is the right and, yeah no, probably, no, I, right yeah i hadn't heard that that makes sense though so we can think of emotion as being um kind of a motivating force it causes you to react Correct. in this way um and later in, in the podcast we're going to talk about one of the more popular theories of emotion. Um, and I think that, that that definition lines up well with that. Um, so the, the reason we want to understand emotions is so that we understand what they cause people to do, right? And how they cause people to react.
1: Yeah. And, and certainly, I mean, this is something we've been talking about in Beyond Philosophy since literally 2002
2: when I wrote my first book uh, on building great customer experiences. Um, this is this is actually um, one of the topics where, uh, Colin, you have published more research than I have. I've read a lot on emotion, but I have not published a paper on emotion. My research tends to be in other areas, whereas you um, actually are affiliated with um, some actual academic articles on this.
1: Absolutely. This is where I get this sense of superiority now. over yeah, Now I'm.
2: I'm, I'm slinking down in my chair. You can probably hear it um, exposing my neck, you know, and all of it. Boy, boy, what are you doing at the back of the class? Are you paying <laughs> attention? <laughs> so, Professor Shaw, please tell us. Yeah, so now know, the, It's a really interesting piece of research. Um, actually, this is one of the reasons that I was excited to start uh, working with you in the first place is that you take this boring academic stuff pretty seriously (laughs) to the point that you published uh, an IGRM, which is great.
1: No, absolutely. And and I think if we're building on the bit about uh, emotion, one of the things that we, uh, two things I think are important. One is you don't just talk about generalities. So lots of people talk about, the good thing is organizations now are starting to talk about customer emotions. But Uh, The bad thing is is they tend to talk about positive and negative. So they're lumping a load of emotions all in one. Um, uh, And and I think that's wrong. I think you have to be specific. The the second thing, and this is the challenge that we started to deal with back in 2005, which is um, which emotions drive and destroy value. So the challenges we were getting at the time was, um, well, yeah, I can buy into this emotional stuff, but effectively show me the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's where we did two years' worth of research with London Business School to identify the 20 emotions that drive and destroy value for an organisation. Uh, now, I, I was going to read them out, but I don't think I will. I, I think the best thing I can say would be, if you want to know what the 20 things are, um, then either just Google emotional signature um, uh, or um, uh, or we, we put in a podcast up of this uh, uh, after we've done after this, the podcast is um, re- produced and we'll make sure that we put the 20 emotions uh, in there as well.
2: But so a blog post on this afterwards.
1: Yeah, right? we'll do a blog post on this afterwards, which will include the the, the 20 emotions rather than me driving down or not driving down. But putting down a boring list um as we talk so where do you where do you see i mean can we talk a bit about degrees of emotion because i think that's important because you know i may feel a little frustrated when i'm having um when i'm having a customer experience but it's probably not enough for me to go i'm never coming back to this company
2: ever again so where does all that fit together yeah, so we can think, um, I do want to come back to this kind of uh, specific reactions from specific emotions, which ties into your destroying and creating value idea. Uh, but I think it is worthwhile to talk about some of the ways that people experience emotions in general. So one of those dimensions is intensity, as you mentioned, right? We we can feel a certain emotional state, and we can feel a lot of it or a little bit of it, right? So you can feel a little bit of anger or a lot of anger. Um, sometimes you're just a little bit angry and then that passes and you move on with your life. Sometimes it's a really intense emotional state and it, it uh, causes you to act in a certain way. Um, so as you're measuring emotions um, in your, your customer research, as you're observing these things, you're anticipating them, consider which emotions customers are, are feeling or likely to feel And then also consider the emotional state. So you could be feeling a mildly negative emotion uh, in terms of of valence. So it's just a little bit negative. But if you're feeling it very intensely, if it's a very strong uh, manifestation of that emotion, that could still motivate a lot of behavior. That could cause you to to act in certain ways. Um, Whereas even if you're feeling a a rather intense emotion, you know, uh, disgust or anger, if it's, if you're not feeling it very strongly, then we would anticipate that it wouldn't actually affect your behavior very much. So um, consider the intensity as well as the specific emotion.
0: We're so pleased that you're listening to this episode of The Intuitive Customer. As a listener, we want to offer you a free download of Colin's ebook, Unlocking the Hidden Customer Experience. Take advantage of this free offer being made available only to listeners of this podcast. Do it now. Just go to beyondphilosophy.com slash podcast and follow the link for the free book. That's beyondphilosophy.com slash podcast.
1: I've got this sort of theory about it. uh, it, This is a bit like um, wearing a pair of shoes, a new pair of shoes.
0: Mm,
1: That You may feel these sort of small emotions going, yeah, that's not very good. That's not very good. That's not very good. It's, It's like wearing a new pair of shoes you know, the heels are rubbing and over a period of time, you don't really think about it, but it gets to the point where you go, I've had enough of this. Yeah. Um, You know, you know, all of these things have led me to it. And then it's a bit like the straw that breaks the camel's back. Um, And the danger is, is people then read that as going, well, it was only a minor thing. He's complaining about what he's complaining about, but actually what they haven't seen is all the 27 million things that they've done prior to that. Does that make sense? Yeah. And
2: each of those little things might've made you a little annoyed or a little angry, um, yes. and then at some point you're feeling that same emotion, you're feeling annoyed or angry, but now you're feeling it really intensely because it's just, it's been en- enough. Right. And, and yeah, uh, sometimes it may even be things that are not even directly related to you. I mean, if you just had a really frustrating day and then this happens to be the thing that you experience, um, you know, at the end of your day, it may be the first time the company's ever done anything wrong, but it yep. just happened to happen on a bad day. And yep. so that. That increases the the intensity of the emotion that's being felt. Um, so that's one. The other thing, and I guess this ties in with that that last example, when when you're trying to understand customer emotions, it's useful to consider um, what scientists call the integral emotion uh, or the incidental emotion. Uh, and and the big idea there is that sometimes if if you as a marketer or as a, a customer experience manager um, your experience will cause a, a positive or a negative emotion in your customer right so if you if you're um, managing a, a complaint line um, you know the phone banks where customers call in to complain it, you're, you're getting calls because your service is screwed up in some way and so that emotion is is um, integral to the experience, right? Or if you're, you know, running a theme park, then, then the, the joy and the happiness that people are feeling as they're in your park, that's caused by the experience. There's also, though, emotions that are incidental. So whatever's going on with your product or service, people are out there living their lives and they've got other things that they're concerned about and, their kid may have, you know, just gotten straight A's, and so they're in a good mood for no reason having to do with you at all, or, you know, they were were just uh, in a traffic accident that morning, and so they're, you know, feeling uneasy and and um, uh, nervous, and it's got nothing to do with you. So when you're trying to understand customers' emotions, it's really important to understand the stuff you're doing to cause emotions, um, but it's also important to understand that that. They're embedded within the rest of their lives, and so they, you, you may be coping with these incidental emotions as well. Um, let me give you an example. So, Colin, mm-hmm. you and I, Colin, you and I have talked to a, um, a health insurer uh, before and talked about um, some of their uh, phone uh, banks, um, call centers, yeah. and it it was made abundantly clear to me just in listening into a couple of calls. A lot of people who are calling in to talk to somebody about their health insurance. Are in the middle of some of the you know worst moments of their lives. Right? They're they're dealing with they themselves are sick or they have a very sick loved one. Um, so that would be an incidental emotion. It's not that this insurer was doing anything wrong. Right? They were they were helping in a lot of cases and and providing great service and doing wonderful things, but they still were in this kind of background uh, setting of incidental negative emotions. Uh, you know, fear or anger or whatever. And so if you're managing that call center, build that into your model, plan ahead for that.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And and we 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 the phrase I would encourage people to think about or what I would encourage people to think about would be how is your customer feeling entering the experience? Yeah. And them entering the experience may be because of something that you've done. Ie, you've sent them a letter or an email, and you know, therefore, they've 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 contacted you uh, in some way, or it could be as Ryan's just saying um, because of something that's happening in their personal life, and and I don't think that happens enough. We we were doing some work with um, journey mapping with um, one of the um, mobile phone companies, and we we had an interesting experience where they we were looking at or uh, redesigning their lost and stolen process. Mm-hmm. Uh and um when we were doing this we we identified sort of two different groups of people, a number of different groups, but these two are particularly interesting. One was somebody who's lost their mobile phone in the back of a uh, back of a taxi or you know uh, just can't find it effectively. Um and when they phoned into the call center how were they feeling? Yeah. Um, and and they were feeling annoyed and things like that. So we defined what the emotion was that they were feeling when they when they called in. The the other one was um, if you're if it's 1130 at night and you've just been mugged and your kids are at home alone, then how do you feel? Yeah. Um, mm. And your, your your emotional state is very different. The issue is the mobile phone company was treating the same, the both instances in the same way yeah. um, and asking the really intelligent question of, have you got your account number? Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and, you know, so consequently, you, you have to think about the emotional state of the customer coming into the experience to be able to design that experience differently to make it um, to make it most
2: effective. I think that's great. Or, I mean, you know, to be clear, there are a lot of service encounters, a lot of customer experiences where there's not going to be a consistent entry emotion. Right. So it it, it could be that people are feeling all kinds of different things and there's really no way yeah. to know. But if you don't ask, right, if you're not at least looking uh. It could be that there are consistent patterns that, you know, at a certain time of day, you tend to get people who are happier than at other times of day or, you know, after a major event or or for certain reasons, people are feeling different emotional states. Um, and if you're not looking into it, then um, then there's no chance you're going to be able to respond accordingly.
1: And you said you wanted to, to go back to the whole value bit and, yeah. and so, look at the whole value piece, because the emotion that you're evoke, invoking in your customer should be an emotion that drives value. I' right. you going to get something out of that?
2: So I think that we can uh, look at this. So I'm going to tell you about a, a theory um, that's been popular in psychology for understanding emotions, and I think that it um, it ties in nicely with your uh, uh, value list uh because this might provide some i would say it explains all of it but i think that it, it provides some kind of parallel insights for for why certain emotions drive value versus not um, so uh, another theme that you'll see in in these podcasts when we talk about psychologists um they tend to come up with terrible names for their theories i mean just just really not intuitive um at all not helpful so this is another one of those so this is a, a theory of emotions and it's called the appraisal tendency from work, which means um, absolutely nothing to the average person. No, I agree basic, with that. Yeah, no, I agree too. Um, the basic idea is that um, certain emotions cause us to react in very specific ways. And so what they did is they defined a bunch of uh, a, what they call appraisal dimensions so a bunch of specific ways that, that emotions can make you respond. So uh, you don't need to remember all of these, but this will give you kind of a flavor. So one of them is certainty. So certain emotions will make you feel confident and certain, and other emotions will make you feel uncertain. Uh, another is personal control. So does uh, this emotion make me feel like I have a, a great deal of control over what's going on, or does it make me feel like I don't have control? Uh Responsibility. Do I feel like others are responsible or do I feel like it's kind of a situational responsibility? Um, does it cause me to pay more or less attention? Uh, and does it cause me to anticipate more or less effort as a result of this emotion? So the nice thing about all of these appraisal dimensions is it starts to get now really specific in terms of yeah. how somebody's going to respond to a given emotion. So for example, anger uh, is an emotion of high s- certainty, high personal control high situational responsibility. Yeah. If we were to take that and contrast it with another negative emotion, uh, sadness, sadness is lower in terms of certainty and low in terms of personal control. Um, but high in terms of response, uh, uh, others responsibility. So, so what we can take from that is if you are just asking customers about mood, so kind of, are you feeling happy or sad, good or bad? Um, Anger and sadness might actually collapse into just the same emotional state because you're not asking the right questions. If you know that a group of customers is angry and, and versus sad, well, this personal control aspect means that customers who are angry are likely to act on that. So if you're angry, you want to you want to move. You feel like you can do something about it. If you're feeling sad, you actually feel low degrees of personal control, which means you're less likely to act on it. You're more likely to retreat inward. That's a really valuable bit of information for you to have um, if you're trying to figure out what is going on with your customers' emotional uh, states.
0: Let Beyond Philosophy help you discover what your customers really want, not what they say they want, by uncovering the hidden drivers of value in your customer experience to create real ROI. Contact Beyond Philosophy by going to beyondphilosophy.com slash contact. That's beyondphilosophy.com contact. Just a couple of things that
1: sort of come off this that um, that I think is worthy of um, uh, worthy of discussion or worthy of uh, telling people um, the whole thing around uh, well, and this is one of my favorite topics uh, peak end rule mm. and customer loyalty and how a memory is created and Memories are created through the peak and the end emotion that you're feeling. Uh, so we don't have time to get into that uh, today. We've already done a podcast on that, and that's episode seven for those people that are, are interested. Um, but and, and I would really advise you go and listen to that one because that, that for me is really revolutionary in uh, understanding and, and improving uh, a customer's experience. Um, and I think the final thing that um, uh, I'm going to mention again, Ryan, would be um, the 20 emotions that we've got. You either Google uh, emotional signature, you'll find them um, and that's on our website. Uh, and uh, the bottom of the page, you'll see are the 20 emotions or we will be putting a blog post uh, after this has been launched where you'll see those those 20 emotions. And those are the emotions from two years worth of research with London Business School. Uh, and I just reinforce what Ryan was just saying. You gotta be specific about this stuff. It, it shouldn't just be general. Um, yep. you know, um, because generalities will give you a general result. Whereas if you're specific about it, then that, that absolutely gives you the best, best effect. Anything, anything else
2: before we wrap this, this episode up? Uh, n- nope. Be happy everyone, I guess. <laughs> uh-huh. Nice no emotional peel there. I guess. Uh, yeah very good excellent thank you thank you all right well uh, you you go
1: off into academia and sort out one of these um uh r- ridiculous titles for a piece of research that you're doing and that it's will seriously
2: up. bad it's uh <laughs> yeah we need to we need to sit down and teach these psychologists some marketing and yeah I have, you, this. Have, a minute, have a chat with them yeah yeah good
1: okay thanks very much everybody and look forward to talking to you next
0: week cheers bye